The State of Logic is a podcast dedicated to interviewing innovators and experts on topics impacting current events such as gun control, free speech, medical cannabis, and more. Their mission is to explore the logic behind people's opinions and ideas and inspire curiosity. Go ahead and check out the State of Logic podcast today. Where are the disruptors? Not, I'm not talking about the screaming protesters, not that type of disruptor, or resistant tyrants, but the real disruptors. I'm talking about the dreamers, the builders of new technology in their garage, the misunderstood immigrant who becomes the master of electricity, the bicycle mechanics in North Carolina who achieve something out of man's wildest imagination. Where are they? I mean, where are the slam poets, the punk rockers, the sabos in California, the rabble rousers who want to go further in the true great frontier? The last and only unconquerable frontier, the human mind. As Ayn Rand put it, where is that irreplaceable spark? Is it gone? Or are they still around? Let's find out together. Welcome to Rando Republic. Back to the one, the only Remso Republic podcast. I'm your host, as always, Remso W. Martinez. Go ahead and do me a quick favor. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Remso101. That is R-E-M-S-O-101. Follow me there, and I'll follow you back. Don't forget, go ahead and download Vero, V-E-R-O, Vero, at the Apple App Store. Vero is where we go ahead and put up exclusive sneak peeks from producer Ryan and myself for all our upcoming projects, because everything is better on Vero. It is great to be back. It's great to have you back. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and an even better Christmas and New Year's. If you're listening to this and this is your first episode, well, thank you, because every day people are learning about the show. They're coming on and we're just having a blast in the process because what we want to do here is we want to make freedom fun again. We want to go ahead and show that the ideas of economic liberty, personal freedom, limited government, that entrepreneurial spirit, that thing that says, I'm going to go live life peacefully. I'm going to go and live my life and I'm not going to hurt people and I'm not going to take their stuff and I'm not going to use the government as a violent middleman. This is the show for those people that want to go ahead and expand on those ideas, that want to go ahead and build a community based around liberty. And that's what we try and do here. For those of you that are longtime listeners, and right now you're going about the show description, you're going around social media to find out what's going on for this, you may have figured out that this is going to be a little bit different than what we've done the past three seasons. 
for the first time ever since our absolutely terrible pilot episode back in 2013. It was, I don't even call it episode one. Episode one was with Mark Claire from Lines of Liberty. It was the pilot episode where it was just a short episode of me just talking. This is the first time I've ever done an episode of the show where it's just me. And no, it's not because I'm cocky. No, it's not because it's like, oh, I've gotten so much better and I'm much more energetic and I know what to say and I can totally just go off the cuff and not just say something stupid. No, we're doing this because we want to go ahead and give everyone something different. We want every episode to try and be as unique in its own right as possible. And there was something that happened probably about... um, six, seven months ago, that really kind of changed my outlook on not just the show, not just podcasting, but the whole industry as a whole. I call it the conservative commentator complex. Now, libertarians, whether you like it or not, you're lumped in the conservative circle because a lot of your fans will typically stay within the right wing of things. And, you know, I I don't try and sell myself as something better than I am. I'm, I'm me. I'm just Remso. There are plenty of people out there that are much smarter, much better looking, much better, much, you know, more entertaining and funny than myself. And I'm perfectly okay if that I satisfy, you know, the, the needs of so many people with the show and everything we do. And I'm perfectly okay if that, and if we get bigger, then that's perfectly cool. But the insight I'm talking about centered around Glenn Beck for those of you that know, Glenn Beck at the Blaze had to get rid of almost two-thirds of his staff. Uh, the Blaze cut half its programming, and everyone that they didn't fire that was thinking about moving on to other things eventually ended up leaving. And that left Glenn Beck with only a handful of people, the founders of the Blaze and you know the main crew from the, uh, the Glenn Beck program, and here's the thing that happened. They, um, they had a, you know, a change of format that to say the least, but everything about Glenn Beck and the Blaze started changing. They understood that in certain areas where they were trying to expand beyond their grasp, they were failing. They were stretching themselves too thin in other areas that they had been ignoring. They were forgetting and losing a good chunk of the people that had been supporters of them for a while. And when Glenn Beck did this, he didn't do this because of just financial woes. You can go ahead and look at everything that, you know, circulated around that incident. But he released a statement, and essentially what he said was this. He he felt like he was stagnant. He felt like he was chasing 20 million different things. And when you're going ahead and you're chasing every great idea that comes your way, you're going to go ahead and start leaving things behind. You're going to go ahead and start dropping the ball on certain things. In an episode of the Glenn Beck program, he went ahead and stated that several years back, he won the award for um, the biggest media disruptor in the industry. And he blatantly said, if I were to you know be a contender for that award today, I wouldn't get it. And that's absolutely mind-boggling if you really think about it. What Glenn Beck did with The Blaze when it first started off as a GBTV, you know, to stream an entire network online to say that you can only get the stuff from your computer, that sounds like today, 
But back when that was starting, that was nothing. And the type of content he was producing, the type of shows and programs and television he was putting together, it just wasn't, it wasn't as mainstream as you might think about it. Obviously, this sounds like something you just need in order to exist today and compete on the same level as everything else. But back then when Glenn Beck was doing this, there's a reason why a room full of liberals went ahead and gave the award to Glenn Beck for the biggest disruptor. And that got me thinking, what makes the Remsa Republic unique? What am I doing different? What am I doing better? When that happened to Glenn Beck, it, uh, it definitely shocked me because if somebody so talented, somebody that's been able to bring themselves up by their own bootstraps for so many different invent, uh, you know, adventures and everything else, for so many different endeavors, if they were able to fall that much and if they were willing to come to terms with the fact that maybe they weren't succeeding in the areas that they wanted to succeed, that should make us think, okay, what about us? A lot of people were dogpiling on Beck and they were saying, loser, oh, look, everything's failing. Some people were like, oh, if he had just accepted Trump, he wouldn't have lost everybody that loved him. That, uh, <laughs> that makes you think. There are a lot of people in the, you know, the right wing commentator journalism sphere that just do a lot of the same thing. I, I call them the, uh, the uh, the dash cam, short videos, warriors, the people that are just known for just jumping on every right-wing talking point. They don't do much, but they're tremendously successful because people like their stuff, and for the most part, it's uh, it's conservative catnip. Everyone loves to see a, you know the old vet with the Ranger Up t-shirt and the beard saying how much he loves his country, and the chick saying, I'm a conservative, and next thing you know, a million views. And meanwhile, Ryan and I are putting, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars into equipment and, you know, production value. And we're lucky if we get maybe a fraction of that. I'm a little bit jealous, but hey, anyone would be in that situation. And I'm not going to try and take them down because obviously they did something which was successful. Good for them. But a lot of that stuff is a is a flash in the pan. They kind of disappear. I have yet to reach that level, even though we've had some amazing achievements. We were, we were one of the contenders for the 2017 Podcast Awards for News and Politics. We, in the year 2017, we were number 25 in News and Politics um, on iTunes from North America. We've had the pleasure of interviewing so many great people and giving them a platform for their ideas. Uh, we've released several documentaries. We've been able to expand onto Patreon, which is why we're no longer chasing advertisers. In fact, a lot of advertisers are coming for us, and we're able to spend more time, uh, producer Ryan and I, focusing on good content instead of just chasing, you know, commercial deals for, you know, our production needs. And we, what I've noticed is that I've been able to stick around. I've been able to grow. I've been able to go ahead and put out so many great things because I wasn't just looking for that one thing that was going to go ahead and take me off. I wasn't going ahead and just doing that one thing and just writing off of that. And then I was like, okay, what now? I spent time creating. I spent time learning. I spent a lot of time working, expanding my talents and refining my skills. So did producer Ryan. And while others are forgettable, 
while others had their moment, we've been able to grow and expand and accomplish so many great things here at Team Republic. And it's because, really, that incident with Glenn Beck. Am I a disruptor? Or am I just a part of the conservative media complex? Am I giving honest commentary or am I just going ahead and spewing out the next greatest talking points? If I'm going to go ahead and call myself a journalist, is it good enough to call myself that or do I actually have to go do journalist things? It's, you know, words versus actions, chicken or the egg situation right there that you begin to deal with. And it was, you know, there, there are a lot of times where it's like, is this what I'm supposed to do? I've had some projects that have just not been very great. I haven't quit any projects, but, uh, you know, people ask me, Rumso, where's Nothing Burger? Well, for those of you that forgot, I was doing the Nothing Burger docuseries. We're still working on that. It takes time. By the time you're listening to this, I'm probably still running around um, Northern Virginia and the Beltway producing it. This stuff takes time. So Nothing Burger's coming. We had our fir- my first solo documentary. Everything we've done in the past was with uh, Ryan at my side. Ryan was the editor for this one. But I did my first solo documentary, American Statesman, the Nick Freitas story. And wow, did that take off. Some of you are only here because you saw that short documentary. But that's a good example in itself. American Statesman was done on a budget less than $500. I had a Canon Rebel camera, a camcorder, my iPhone, a couple tripods, and a snowball mic and a digital recorder and shotgun microphone I attached to that. I spent over 24 hours filming. We had hours and hours of cut footage that I gave to Ryan in the first cut of the film I proposed. He was able to bring that down to, uh, you know, with my cut, it was an hour. Ryan was able to bring it down to a good sweet spot of 19, 20 minutes. And um, people would come up to me when I'd go and, you know, talk about the film or what have you. And they'd be like, Remso, that was amazing. And I'm just thinking, wow, I I just wanted to put out a good film. And they're like, what did you, how did you do it? And I tell them that. And then they're like, oh my gosh, my like, seriously, that's insane. And that is insane because it used to be, oh, you've got to have all of this uh, extra professional equipment. It must cost thousands of dollars, so much time and planning. Um, Here's the thing, folks. That's not the case. Obviously, time, work, and effort went into it. I had to put a good amount of money in there. I had a good friend, Mike, uh, become the producer for that. We got some donations. And thanks to the grassroots, American Statesman is, you know, I think it was a game changer for a lot of people in Virginia politics. But as I've been saying, there are plenty of people that are more talented than me, that have more resources than me, that are smarter than me. What I did was nothing insane. What I did was nothing that probably couldn't have been done better by other people, but the difference is I did it. The one thing I notice is that the right is so busy chasing the left, trying to catch up. If they play with a blue ball, we're going to play with a red ball. If they get a blue car, we're going to go ahead and get a red car. It's keeping up with the Joneses instead of trying to get ahead. 
but not just get ahead because we're fighting in a war for worldview, a war over ideas in the battleground of public opinion. But some things just need to be good for the sake of it. Art can be art for art's sake. It doesn't always have to have an ulterior motive. And I see this around me oh so often. People with stories that you might never hear about because the media, the entertainment industry, even the conservative media complex itself, because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit, they too are capable of not spotlighting things that they don't understand, things that they fear, things that they are afraid will change the game forever. Show that with all their resources, with all their promises, with all their big things that make them who they are, these establishment figures. What does it say when a punk kid with a podcast and his brother and a friend that helped finance a project were able to produce something that an entire political party establishment has been complaining they lack for years, and the most they'll do is say, hey, that was good. They will try not to acknowledge it. But you know who will? The grassroots. The soccer moms, the plumbers, the college students, the entrepreneurs, the people that are looking for authenticity, for actual creative disruption, for things that make them remember, wow, there is so much we have yet to do. We're going to go ahead and continue this conversation, but a quick word from our sponsors. We live in a world where you cannot just trust the fiat currency that our government keeps pumping out. You see on our money, it says, in God we trust. You see in our money, in full faith, you see this legal tender, and really what you have is paper. What you have is something that you cannot depend on because what politicians hate is when they have to raise taxes. We always remember those people. But what they love is when the Federal Reserve can go ahead and say, okay, we need to put more money out in circulation. And then they go ahead and it's like a secret tax. They're secretly stealing from you. It's not in your face. It's just the money in your wallet is not the value that it was a day ago, two days ago, a year ago. It's a silent, silent robbery of your hard-earned money. We live in the world of cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, Bitcoin. I want to talk to you about a smart way to invest and grow your assets and begin to diversify your portfolio in the cryptocurrency sphere. Go ahead and check out Helium. Everything you want to know is on their website, www.remsarepublic.com com slash sponsors. Go ahead and hit on the picture that says join Helium today and learn more. That's www.remsorepublic.com slash sponsors. Click the picture that says join Helium. I'm Remso W. Martinez. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Join the Remso Republic on Patreon today. Today. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Ribs of the Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. Hello, my name is Alex Merced, and I am a libertarian. I invite you to join me in spreading the message of liberty. 
come down to alexmerced.com where you can find videos and lots of other media to help educate you about liberty and more. I've also created learneconomicsnow.com as a quick way to show anyone the basics about economics. libertarian101.com, a great starting place to learn what is libertarianism, how to get involved, and how to move things forward. IntroTheLiberty.com, where you can learn more about how to spread the message of liberty through positive messaging from people like myself, Larry Sharp, and Michael Pickens. And don't forget LibertarianPodcast.com, where you can find an exhaustive list of libertarian podcasts for you to enjoy. This is Alex Merced. Follow me on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. And thank you very much. Hey guys, Tim Price here, and I wanted to take a minute and invite you to stop over to PricePodcast.com and give our show a listen. We've got in-depth commentary on the issues that matter to you. These hookers, <laughs> fucking whores, are out there. These They're... hookers, man, I tell you. Yeah, that's like the most contact I've had with the hooker. Is them yelling at them you. yelling at me on Twitter. <laughs> we break down the most pressing issues of our time. This what? large lady with, like, tight clothing on. Not appropriately linked tight clothing either. And we get the most intelligent analysis from friends of ours like Jeffrey Tucker. Uh, you pulled over engine trouble and, and what happened, what happened? Uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, uh, oh, I, oh, God. Seriously, though, we love putting on a show that both entertains and educates. We're growing and we'd be thrilled if you joined us. Check out PricePodcast.com for more. That's P-R-E-U-S-S podcast.com. So tell me if I've told you this story before. I, I may have brought it up a couple times in the past, but it's worth reiterating. I'm at a uh, summit that FreedomWorks put together in Cincinnati, Ohio. This was probably in late 2015, early 2016. It was the GOP primaries were going on. So they, uh, they do a focus group after the big days of events we had. Um, who was it? My former boss, Brent Bozell, come speak. We had, ironically, we had Glenn Beck come speak. We had, uh, you know, Andrew Wilco. So it was it was a fun day, and, you know, nothing's more fun than going to a focus group with a bunch of other people. And next thing you know, this one employee for FreedomWorks is like, no booze. Yeah, he wasn't that funny. He wasn't that fun either. But I don't want to get sidetracked. So anyway, we're basically put in this room and they want to go ahead and talk to us about how to reach out to millennial young people. And it's really funny when you think about that, because what it shows is that millennials aren't treated like regular people. They're treated like, you know, almost a protected class, their own minority group. Let's go ahead and separate the minorities out. You've got the Latinos and you've got the women and you've got the blacks and now you have the millennials. It's uh, it, I always feel like it's, condescending and I'm being spoken down to when people go ahead and try and throw that label on me. I'm a young adult. That's what I am. I have the same concerns that many other people do. And they want to go ahead and talk to us. And uh, they are asking questions like, hey, 
how do we talk your language? You know, it's like, how do we jive your way, folks? And it's it's really ridiculous. You have some people from this one organization, and uh, they're a big, prominent student activist organization for conservatives, and they've done a lot of good work. But, you know, this is around the time where people are still like, what do you guys do? And they're not just like, we do stuff. And it's like, okay, well, I've never heard of you. The stuff you guys do is kind of stupid. Now they've gotten better. But back then, they were just kind of annoying. It was like, you know, the, the club for college Republicans that didn't want to call themselves Republicans all the time. And they're like, yeah, we need more memes. And yeah, we need more short videos. And yeah, we need more GIFs. And it's like, that's stupid. Like, here you have it. You have the common problem where you're trying to separate out ideas from technology. You know, you have the craft, you have the tool, you have the weapon, if you will. And then all you're doing is you're just going to go ahead and slap your label on it. And they're going off on this for probably like 45 minutes. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this is so freaking annoying. Every idea you could possibly come up with that the progressive left has been successful in doing, what they wanted to do was they wanted to go ahead and take it and they wanted to go ahead and just slap, you know, something right wing on there. And for them, that was considered, you know, just revolutionary stuff. And I'm I'm coming at things from the perspective of, you know, maybe we just need to get more involved in existing industries and try and go, if not necessarily a hostile takeover method, but just try and create really good stuff for the sake of it being good. Yes, it could have, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurial, a pro-capitalist, a pro-freedom message, but it shouldn't just be so, like, caked on with stuff that only appeals to people that already agree with you. And it's crappy, but because it exists, you have to like it, because if you don't like it, you're a traitor to the cause. So flash forward 2017, we're hosting Liberty Pub, in Arlington, Virginia, and I've got my very good friends, Logan Albright from Free the People, uh, Jennifer Grossman from the Atlas Society, and my former boss, Congressman Tom Garrett. And I go ahead and give this question to them. Should we copy or should we try and innovate? And when I say innovate, I don't necessarily mean like reinvent the wheel, but, you know, try and really push out. And they, they all gave varied answers. But the thing is this, if you copy, copy. But that shouldn't just be it. The goal should be to find new ways to solve old problems and to make already good things better. It's not good enough just to go ahead and slap on your side's colors on the other team's jerseys. You've got to go ahead and make people like it. And um, you see a lot of this today where people just try and copy the same stuff. And don't get me wrong, I've done it myself. I try not to do it often, but you, you kind of got to keep up to bre- you know, up to pace of things. You got to keep abreast of the situation, and it's a uh, it's incredibly difficult. Somebody asked me a while back. It's like, um, okay, for for those of you that did not, or you're like completely brand new. This is the first time you've ever heard my voice or anything. We have a Patreon program. And thanks to our Patreon program, we have a exclusive series where sometimes we'll put out episodes for free online called Haunted Republic. And it, Haunted Republic is not political at all, like zero politics. The stuff you're getting here, you will not get on Haunted Republic. Why? Because Haunted Republic is a show about me and my brother and our team going and hunting ghosts. Why? 
because it's fun and because how many other people do it? And it's just a good old time. And when we started it, people were like, Remso, why are you doing this? And my thing was because I want to, because no one else is doing it. It's fun. I've brought in more people to the cause of liberty to the, you know, to, you know, actually start watching the news every once in a while, not just inside their own echo chamber, like actually engage in debate and dialogue and try and learn because they liked Haunted Republic and they liked the stuff I was putting out and they went ahead and get started getting involved in everything else I do. And now they're hooked. You know, it, it's funny. What I did was I cast out a very wide net to something which is completely the opposite of what I've been doing. And I was successful. And I get to go have fun and get locked in creepy, spooky buildings in the process. And then the very next day, I'll go ahead and interview very affluent businessmen and politicians and talk about taxation and monetary policy and guns and philosophical premises. I have a, I have a, this is fun. This is fun stuff. I have a pretty neat job. And, um, you know, it's, it's that type of thing that it's like, you don't have to go out and do that specifically, but you can go out and have fun. I've always said, if you're having more fun than the other team, you're not only going to kill their morale, but they're going to want to come over and see how they can get in on it. And I mean, last, last season, we were trying very, very hard to try and push out kind of our season three theme. It was our motto, make freedom fun again. I'm not ditching it. I think I'm adding on to, I'm going to always go back on these things. So that way we remember where we came from. But this type of stuff is fun. I didn't get involved in politics because it's the most, you know, joyous thing. There are nights where I literally just want to go ahead and get a sledgehammer and destroy everything in my studio because it's uh, it's heartbreaking, it's nerve-wracking, it's mind-boggling, it's disappointing, it's emotionally, physically, sometimes like, you know, uh, self-harm to a degree, and it's just, you know, it's a very seedy, dark world. It's like House of Cards, but you don't have people getting thrown in front of metro trains very often. But I, I'm doing this because I've seen what government does. I've seen what a big state can do. I've seen the tyranny of the majority. And it is horrifying. Once you're, quote, woke, you'll never be unwoke, so to speak. I've seen what it's like when you have people try and dictate all your actions. And I've seen what happens when very ill-intent, very cruel individuals attempt to make you justify your own existence. Let me tell you, the only person right now in this moment, forget spirituality, forget politics aside, forget everything, you should never have to justify your own existence. You are here and you are alive and you are a human being and you are free. Not because anyone gave you that, but because that is a natural gift by the author of your creation and by the creator of this world. And as people that love freedom, as people that 
want to expand on that liberty, to see the prosperity that comes from that. I don't just think we should get involved every once in a while. I think this is our moral obligation as freedom-loving, liberty lunatics that want to go ahead and make the world a better place. And I've gone through the political route. I've gone through the media route. And the thing I call myself now is I'm a creative disruptor. I want to go out and have fun. I want to go out and do things that most people dream of. I want to go out and ask the questions we all ask or or don't get the opportunity to ask. I want to go out and show people that there's a new frontier that is the mind that's unconquerable, and I want to go ahead and explore it. And if I have to go ahead and bring on some politics and talk about, you know, edgy taboo topics in order to do so, well, that's the cost. Everything comes with a cost. I'm willing to pay it, though. And thankfully, some of you are, too. Hey, let me go ahead and tell you about our Patreon program. For as little as $1 a month, you get so much exclusive content on top of being able to help producer Ryan and I and the whole Team Republic do everything we can. If you can't pledge a dollar, hey, there are other ways to do it. Go ahead and wire me some points over at Minds.com. It's Facebook's leading competitor. Go and find us at Minds at Remso Republic. I think Ryan is on there at Liberty Producer. And as always, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review. Rating and review. <laughs> Sorry. It's been a while since I've done this. Come on. Cut, cut me some slack. So leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You guys know how the internet works. And as always... Be good to your neighbor. Go out and treat yourself a bit. And be good, America. I'm your host, as always, from Sir W. Martinez. Good night. Stay up to date with the latest news and updates by visiting remzorepublic.com.